Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope everyone is having an absolutely blessed day today. I'll be on the Hagman Report tonight. Lots of more information and stuff as it continues to break the news over the day. And I, again, appreciate your support of our show, of Health Masters, and also, you know, the Hagman Report. We're all doing this in this fight together in order to get the truth and information out there the best we possibly can. Because as we have seen, there is a significant war on for the truth, and they are not going to slow down anymore. And when I say they, I mean the banking-controlled establishment that has gotten so excited over the past two years to maintain their control and narrative over what's been happening. This is why they've become so enraged about what's going on with the truckers up in Canada. I saw an article earlier this morning, and it was talking about uh, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, and they were having a parliamentary debate, and Joel Lightbound, an MP, slammed his own party for not presenting a roadmap out of the restrictions, and he basically accused the government of weaponizing the restrictions to wedge and stigmatize those who are refusing to comply. And what's interesting, Trudeau gets up there, and he basically tries to justify the mandates by saying, well, we put the restrictions in place because it helped prevent further restrictions in the future. <laughs> he can't even make this clown up. He just comes – I don't know where he comes up with some of this stuff sometimes, but he's totally lost the narrative. Canada is in like full-blown revolting right now. Now they're trying to call on basically the military to come in and start arresting truckers and start hauling basically these trucks off. Uh, there's another lady that basically came on and said they need to start slashing all the tires and arresting the drivers, which obviously she's never been around semi-trucks before or worked in a wheel and tire shop because semi-truck tires – don't just slash. You don't just walk up to them with a knife and just cut them wide open. <laughs> They're very, very stiff ply tires. And it's interesting, though, to see the establishment narrative completely collapsing on itself right now. And as we see, the entire pretty much world is trying to drop most restrictions. And the majority of these countries that are actually awake, they've been doing, I mean, even England, England, they dropped restrictions last month now. I mean, they pretty much, everything's being dropped. And as you see now, these pockets of resistance that do not want to let go. I told you guys yesterday about the Loudoun County School Board. Now they're basically being sued by the students for you know threats and all kinds of other stuff, for basically threatening the students with arrest if they don't wear a mask on campus. And what's interesting now is, you know, beginning, if you guys recall, beginning of 2020, Dad broke one of the research studies that was coming out, and this got very, very little traction because they didn't want it to. And he talked in detail about how the COVID virus originally was kind of a genetic you know, chimera as they took different aspects of a different virus, including an HIV component, and used it in SARS COVID-2 building when they were doing gain of function. Now, it's interesting about this now. We've heard multiple rumblings about HIV and AIDS as far as involving with COVID over the last two years. And what's interesting about this now, I was out with my friends last night, good friends of ours, went out to go eat dinner, and she asked me about what we're hearing about with all this stuff with HIV. And I said, I've been hearing the same stuff from multiple people. And I started doing more research now, and quite frankly, it's becoming very evident that there's something up the sleeves 
of the globalist banker boys that they're working on because I did not know this until today. I was looking at the research on it. I knew that they've been talking about this, oh, we have this HIV epidemic now. There's more problems with it. Now you have Prince Harry, whatever. I don't even know what, what he ever tries to stand on. Now he's saying that they are trying to do a push the duty for everybody to get HIV tested to keep other people safe, comparing to the COVID outbreak. Yes, I'm not joking now. Now they're telling everybody, now you need to get HIV tested. COVID's not a big deal anymore. We were completely wrong. We lied to you for two years. Uh, and since we don't want anybody to figure out what we did and how much we lied and how much we stole and manipulated and killed, even though currently right now, you still do not have the CDC or the medical boards coming in and addressing what's going on with remdesivir and why COVID's not killing anybody. I told you guys before, I've known a lot of people that have died in the last two years. I don't know of one single person that was a healthy adult or healthy child that contracted COVID and died from COVID virus. I don't. Now, I know a lot of people that basically were very, very sick and had multiple morbidities and basically caught the virus, and a lot of them ended up in the hospital and then on remdesivir and then put on a vent. And as you guys have pretty much seen, that's pretty much a death sentence, and they do it intentionally, in my opinion now. And I've got a lot of other people that have told me the same thing in the medical establishment. What they're doing is intentional. They know what it's doing. This is why they're continually trying to use it to push the narrative because the COVID deaths just don't exist when it comes to actual deaths from an upper respiratory virus in healthy adults and children. This is why they had to use it to push the RNA gene therapy shot. Well, imagine that the HIV push now to get tested is now being talked about even on CNN. And now imagine this. Imagine this. Right when they're starting to talk about this HIV component and everybody needs to get tested and there's this new variant of HIV now that's hitting the headlines last week, the same week the NHS annual HIV testing week, all this coincidental, that same week, <laughs> the end of January, Moderna began their first phase one clinical trials of their HIV experimental vaccine. That is completely and totally RNA gene therapy, HIV injections. I cannot even make this stuff up. It's all over online right now. They said Moderna has administered the first dose of their RNA-based HIV vaccine to volunteers in the clinical trial. I don't even know how they got volunteers for this because they have to have a control group of people that are HIV negative. Uh, I don't know where they found those people. They said the vaccine delivers instructions to the HIV-specific antigens that could potentially induce certain immune responses. The development of the HIV vaccine has taken decades, and the RNA technology may help speed up the process. Now, first thing you have to remember, Moderna has never brought anything successful to market except for the COVID injection. The company was flat out bust. They essentially didn't exist. They didn't do much of anything. They experimented a few times, did some tr clinical trials that were all failures, and the company was bust. Their stock prices were virtually nothing. And then suddenly, suddenly, Mr. Fauci comes in and apparently owns huge portion of their stock now. Now they come out with an RNA injection for COVID. They get approval from emergency use. They get a government contract for tens of billions of dollars, and suddenly now this company is so successful, they're making HIV RNA gene therapy experimental shots for HIV. 
This is not a coincidence, guys. There's something going on. The COVID narrative's collapsed. People are waking up. The movement has really gotten a lot of people's attention because people now have realized, and I've said this repeatedly and some people still argue with me about it, the government does not care about you. They do not care about protecting you, helping you, saving you. They look at you like a bottle cap, something to be discarded, and they can try to extract their pound of money out of you until you die. That is the only view the government has on any of us, and that's a hard pill to swallow. Once you understand it, all of this starts to make much, much more sense. This is why it's so important. Continue to keep your mind right, and focus on the truth and freedom and continue to keep your immune system strong. The COVID narrative may be over with, but the control operations and continual push for more and more dominance of our hearts, minds, and souls and the push for these banker boys to continue to collapse everything they can while they steal everything they can is far from over. COVID was just the first slice in the pie, and they're warming up with something next. So continue to keep your head right, keep your immune system strong, exercise, keep your body strong, and focus on the truth and getting it out there and continuing to wake people up, Dad. What do you think? Very well said. Um, Here's the thing that they're doing. They've got multiple things happening at once in case one of them gets too much pushback. And what they do, they overwhelm you, overwhelm your your psyche, so to speak, with so many fronts that you finally just let down the barriers and go, whatever. Okay, this happened back. I never felt that until 2003 here in Florida when they sent three hurricanes over our county in six weeks with with harp or geoengineering or whatever heck they were using because it was not by random coincidence. They all crossed our county causing, oh, untold millions and hundreds of millions of dollars of damage. I mean, just hundreds of thousands of trees destroyed. It was an absolute mess. And every time you looked at the doggone weather report, here comes another hurricane. Here comes another hurricane. Here comes another hurricane. Finally, at the end of six weeks, we were all just like, wow, this is nuts. And we were so overwhelmed from the emotional spending of trying to deal with that. And I thought, this is just absolutely crazy, and this is what they're doing now. And they've learned this. They've learned this through basically what they did with the Tavistock Institute, you know, with the shell shock from World War One, which actually experimented with people to split their personalities and cause them to just emotionally surrender and just whatever, just leave me alone, quit picking on me. And that's what they're doing. Now they've almost got the shot, the basically the clot shot, you know, approved for the use of infants as part of the shot schedule. And once they do that, they can really, really back off the COVID narrative because at that point, they're going to poison all of these children, even more so than the other shots already do. And they're going to render them, in many cases, to be hermaphrodites. In many cases, they'll never go through puberty. In never, as many cases, they'll never be able to have children. And so they'll get their fantasies they want with a massive eugenics protocol and creating a hermaphroditic species to be closer to their snake god. You can't even make this stuff up. That's, by the way, his name's Einsoff, and he has his own Wikipedia page, and he's the god of the Kabbalah or the god of the Zohar. He basically is a giant serpent wrapped in a tree of the universe, in case you guys are just tuning in and you don't know what in the world I'm talking about. I'll give you a little background on that. But it's the international bankers that always do this because they are the cabalists and they are the wizards. They're the ones who are running the international banks and running the international communities and all of the big black rock, straight street, vanguard. All of it is being controlled by this group 
who basically answers directly to the priestess priest class who directly communicate with Lucifer, supposedly according to their own research and records that they have, who run the planet and has been going on since the ancient Canaanite religions of thousands and thousands of years ago. So now, apparently they're going to get the clot shot on the schedule for infants, which means at this point there will be absolutely zero liability for anybody from Pfizer or Moderna who have basically pushed this shot out as far as having all of these side effects and all of these deaths associated, literally millions of deaths globally, millions. But it'll be on the clot shot kill list now for the children. So that's where they're headed. In addition to that, we know, and just like Austin just said, they're now working, and I believe they've already got some shots approved for AIDS. And this is going to be another mRNA vaccine, which is going to tell your body what to do if it's basically infected with AIDS. And it'll probably be one of those things that'll tell your body to make the AIDS virus so your body will be prepared to handle it if you get exposed to the AIDS virus. So they won't do that. What do you think they just did with the coronavirus stuff? It's telling your body to make spike proteins. All of this is a gigantic push to depopulation the planet by about 7.5 billion people down to about 500 million. So the international Kabbalist Luciferian sect of about 200,000 people can have their 2,500 slaves each. And you think, wow, this is just nuts. Well, yeah, it, it is nuts. And, and, you know, the sad part about it is – is that the people in the United States have allowed this to happen. They have allowed themselves to basically be taken to the point of serfdom. Uh, they're, they're basically obedient slaves at this point. Remember what George Carlin said? Government doesn't want a population capable of critical thinking. They want obedient workers, people just smart enough to run the machines and just dumb enough to passively accept their situation. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. They own everything. They own all the important land. They own and control the corporations. They've long since bought and paid for the Senate, the Congress, the state houses, the city halls. They've got the judges in their back pockets, and they own all big media companies, so they control just about all of the news and information you get to hear. That's where we are in this country. You know, We're facing the end of times, I guess. Are the people of this country oblivious to the reality of the truth, or are they simply consumed by ignorance? Passivity, cowardice, and mediocrity. Will this onslaught of tyranny by the controlling class and the politicians continue unabated? Or will enough people wake up in time to stand against the total decimation of their lives, like the truckers are doing right now in Canada? Their property, their freedom, their land. What could possibly motivate the masses to voluntarily accept their own servitude? A servitude that can only lead to the imminent demise. Even the most simplistic life forms on this planet possess the basic instinct of self-defense. So why is it that the supposed most intelligent of all living beings can be controlled and brutalized to the point of extinction without lifting a finger to protect their own interests? Today in America, the people are drowning in a pool of their own blood while chosen masters are feasting on their remains. I mean, this, this, is, this is crazy. This is an article from The Lost Sense. I'm going to post it today so you can read through it and understand where we are as far as from a community as a whole in the United States. I don't know what to say to pastors in the pulpit. I, I really don't. I, I'm so aggravated with the Christians who are supposedly the leaders and supposedly the people that are protecting the flock of sheep. I'm so frustrated that these people will not stand for the truth and will not do anything to stop this. I am. I'm, I'm just. I'm just so. Be honest with me. I'm. I'm excuse the vernacular. I'm just pissed off at them. I don't know what to do. I, I don't know what else to say to them. 
I've talked to so many pastors, and they always say, thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. But yet when you listen to their sermons online, not one of them have addressed any of the issues ever. And you think, what the heck? Really? Yeah, really. And now I know there's some out there doing it. I, I got that. There are some patriot pastors that are telling the truth. You know, and I know they're few and far between. Mostly they're over the age of 60, to be honest with you. And, or th- th- there's some younger ones out there that are pushing a lot of their own agendas, which I'm not going to really promote. And all of these things are going on as we speak to the United States of America, as we drowned in our own blood from the COVID d- debacle that is basically the United States of America. Now they're saying that because the bridges in Windsor are closed and the bridges coming into Canada are closed from the truckers, and I hope they keep them closed, that now General Motors and Ford and Chrysler are having massive shortages of supply lines as far as manufacturing and production of their vehicles, which have already been bottlenecked from a lie. This is a lie that there was a turn, there was a chip shortage nationwide, globally for the automobile sector. Complete and total lie. There was never a chip shortage. It's a lie. It was used basically as a, how should I say, obfuscational tool to prevent people from thinking, why in the world won't General Motors send out our vehicles? I've got a truck that I ordered last year that's sitting in Michigan somewhere. It's supposedly done. Nobody knows where it is. The dealer doesn't know where it is. The, the, the dealer, the manufacturer can't give them a place where the truck's parked. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's just nobody knows where the vehicle is. Massive, massive, massive lies are being told to the American population about what happened. You know, with the vehicle industry, why you can't buy new cars, why used car prices are up 40%. What the heck does that even mean? Wow. And, and this is where we're finding the people here in the United States with these massive shortages. Like we're a third world country, like Venezuela. So having massive shortages all over the country. And Venezuela had the largest oil reserves in the world. I'm going to repeat that in the world. Bigger than Saudi, bigger than Yemen, b- bigger than Iraq. Bigger than Russia, Venezuela had the largest oil reserves in the world, but because the international bankers pulled their funding and their short-term capital loans and the use of the American dollar away from them and their processing plants became closed, they're basically financially destitute now as a third world country. Russia's trying to help them, but the same thing's happening to Russia with all the sanctions against Russia. The international bankers constantly control the ebb and the flow of currency because they control the central banks, including in Russia. And remember, Klaus Schwab said that Putin was one of his students, along with Angela Merkel, along with Macron, along with just, you know, Trudeau, Castro up there, you know, in Canada. All of these different groups of people are all working for the international banking community, which brings me to another type of topic. I had a lot of people ask me questions about Germany and how they started basically building debt free currency. And, and, you know, and we, let's, let's, let's go ahead and, 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 and basically talk about a guy who was basically tried at the Nuremberg trials. And this, he's, a, he's an interesting character. I've never really talked about it. his name's Halmar Schlacht. And he was a, basically a Rothschild banker agent. And he was, he got off basically, how should I say, from the Nuremberg trials, completely acquitted. He was a Rothschild agent. He actually supported the private international bankers against Germany and was rewarded by having all charges against him dropped in the Nuremberg trials. The economic freedom that Hitler basically created by producing his own debt-free currency made him extremely popular with the German people. 
Germany was rescued from the English economic theory, which says that all currency must be borrowed against gold owned by a private and secretive banking cartel, such as the Federal Reserve or the Central Bank of Europe, rather than issued by the government for the benefit of the people. Canadian researcher Macau, who's also Jewish, says the main reason why the bankers arranged for a world war against Germany was that Hitler sidestepped the bankers by creating his own money in 1935, thereby freeing the German people. Worse, this freedom and prosperity threatened to spread to other nations, and Hitler had to be stopped. Macau quotes from the 1938 interrogation of C.G. Rakowski, one of the founders of the Soviet Bolshevism, Rothschild agent, and a Trotsky intimate, Rakowski was tried in show trials in the USSR under Stalin, according to Rakowski. Hitler was at first funded by the international bankers through the banker's agent, Halmar Schacht. The bankers financed Hitler in order to control Stalin, who had usurped power from their agent Trotsky. Then Hitler became an even bigger threat than Stalin when Hitler started printing his own money. Stalin came into power in 1922, which is 11 years before Hitler came into power. Rakowski said... Hitler took over the privilege of manufacturing money and not only physical monies, but also financial ones. He took over the machinery of falsification and put it to the work for the benefit of the people. Can you possibly imagine what would have come of this had it not it affected a number of other states? This is an article. Henry McCow, Hitler did not want war, March the 21st, 2004. Economist Henry C.K. Liu writes of Germany's remarkable transformation. The Nazis came to power in 33 when the German economy was in total collapse with ruinous war reparation obligations and zero prospects for foreign investment or credit. Through an independent monetary policy of sovereign credit started by Hitler in 1935 and a full employment of public works program, the Third Reich was able to return Germany from a bankrupt country to a massive economic power. This, this is amazing. This is by Henry K. Lalu, Nazism and the German Economic Miracle. In Billions for the Bankers and Debts for the People, 1984, Shelton Emery, which is an excellent book I promoted with you guys for, said Germany issued debt-free currency, interest-free money from 1935 on, which accounts for Germany's startling rise from the Depression to a world power in five years. The German government financed its entire operations from 1935 to 1945 without gold and without debt. It took the entire capitalist and communist world to destroy the German revolution and bring Europe back under the heel of the international Kabbalist Luciferian bankers. These facts do not appear in any textbooks today since the Kabbalist Luciferian banker sect own almost all publishing companies. What does appear is the disastrous runaway inflation suffered in 1923 by the Weimar Republic. That's why I'm covering this right now because of the inflation we have here in the United States, which governed Germany. The Weimar Republic, which governed Germany from 1919 to 1923. Today's textbooks uses inflation to twist the truth into the opposites. They cite the radical devaluation of German markets as an example of what goes wrong when governments print their own money rather than borrowing it from private cartels. But the bank of the Weimar was borrowing it from private cartels. It's a complete and total lie. Scheck echoes the textbook lie that the Weimar inflation was caused when the German government printed its own money. Not true. The German government started printing its own money in 1935 after the Weimar Republic. Like the U.S. Federal Reserve, the Reichsbank was overseen and appointed government officials, but was operated for private gain. What drove the wartime inflation into hyperinflation was speculation by foreign investors who sold the mark short, betting on its decreasing value in the manipulative device known as short sale. Spectres borrow something they don't own, sell it, and then cover it by buying it back at a lower price, which is exactly how they pushed the Weimar 
dollar to buy more mark to hyperinflation, running it up to $40 billion for one loaf of bread. See, guys, all of this happened in World War after World War One, starting, you know, in 1933 when Hitler took power. And I've told you before, I'm going to say it again. I'm not a fan of Hitler, but he did this right. This is the one thing he did right. He did the Autobahn. That was right. He, he basically started printing debt free currency. That was right. And now the other thing that we have also is an article from Paul Craig Roberts, and he says that Germany did not start World War II. He goes, this is the second installment. I'm, print, I'm putting all this online that you guys can read it. This is the second installment of the Ron Unz long report on the imminent emerging truth about World War II. Unz has a faculty for summarizing vast works of scholarship. The aims of the National Socialist German Workers' Party, a mass movement that came to power legally in Germany, to correct the unemployment and caused by unjust reparations forced on Germany by a starvation policy imposed by the British following World War One, World War World War One had to put Germany dismembered by the unjust and demonic Versailles Treaty. World War Two began when Churchill government and the French quickly betrayed and abandoned by the British declared war on Germany. The declaration of war in Germany resulted from an unenforceable guarantee given by the Britain to the military dictatorship in Poland, a guarantee designed to provoke a German invasion of Poland. The German leader, Adolf Hitler, this is from Paul K. Roberts, had reacquired German territories given to Denmark and France and Czechoslovakia by the humiliating Versailles Treaty and had united with Germany and Austria without war. But the, but the, the three wanted war with Germany. The Zionist Jews who saw part of the war path as the Jewish state in Palestine. We've talked about that repeatedly. Winston Churchill, who dreamed of repealing the, the military conquest of the famous ancestor. And Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who intended to ruin Britain with war and take over the British pound role as the world reserve currency and destroy Britain's world trade control of world trade. The British guarantee emboldened the Polish military dictatorship to refuse to negotiate the return of German territory and population. World War II was the war started by private agendas. The Jews understood these are the Zionists, these agendas, and encouraged them. Roosevelt's lust for world hegemony, Churchill's lust to rival his famous ancestor's defeat of the son king of France with his defeat of Germany, traveled roads paid for them by Zionist anti-German propaganda. All Hitler contributed was to force countries given German territory by the Versailles Treaty to release the lands that had been taken from the Germans, who were basically heavily persecuted in Czechoslovakia and Poland. Hitler's restoration of the Germany's national boundaries was misrepresented in the British and U.S. press as German aggression. Guys, I've talked to you guys about this in depth before. I want to go a little bit more detail today. All we had back in Germany back then was a group of Germans that were locked up behind the Polish borders and Czechoslovakian borders that had been basically taken captive through the Versailles Treaty with the giving of their land away, just gave their land away to another country. Hitler wanted the land back. Hitler went into Poland and took the land with Stalin, who went into the other side of Poland. Hitler took his land back. Poland got the rest of Poland, went to Stalin, and Winston Churchill okay, declared war on Germany, not on Russia, because of their treaty with Poland. That's a that, that's a part of the war that nobody's getting, and they have never gotten. If you really want to go into detail, read the, read the book by Mike King called The Bad War. The Bad War, it's a free 
free, doesn't get any cheaper than that, PDF online. It's a bad war. In fact, I'll post it again on the Health Masters website. Very important that you understand that we were lied to about this. And the thing about it is, is they had to come in now with the entire planet pretty much and attack Germany and destroy Germany, which they're continuing to do to this day. Germany is still an occupied country. Just by the way, I thought I'd mention that. Occupied by the United States. And the German people have been basically eviscerated. Their DNA has been eviscerated. Twelve million were allowed to starve to death with the Morgenthau Doctrine after World War Two, along with what Eisenhower did with his death camps, all because the people stood up against the international Kabbalist Luciferian bankers that had taken over the global dominion at that point, who are the ones that are doing everything right now that we see happening in the control of the United States, the control of Russia, the control of China. The control of the COVID narrative, the control of Klaus Schwab in the, in the international financial communities out of Switzerland. All of this is owned by the exact same Luciferian, Kabbalist, Bolshevik communists that took over Russia in World War One and it came in and occupied Germany, half of Germany, after World War Two to do everything they possibly could to lie to every single person and bring this communist doctrination into the entire planet as part of their fantasy world to bring in a Luciferian dictatorship for the entire planet to be run underneath Lucifer. That's who's doing this. They're a bunch of satanic weirdos. It all started with Karl Marx, who was also a Satanist, and all the rest of them who started this mess. They were all Sabbatain, Zebi, Kabbalist, Luciferians who practiced out of the Zohar. This is the group that has pushed this agenda all the way through to get Palestine to become Israel as a non-extradition state from the coast of Nostra. And a big portion of World War II was fought to continue to, quote-unquote, seize the Palestinian land. This is the same group, the ADL, Anti-Defamation League, that has come in and said, if you say anything about Israel, you're an anti-Semite. This is the same group and basically that, that basically has controlled politicians through Jeffrey Epstein, through Mossad, through Israel for dozens and dozens, if not 40, 50 years at this point. All of this stuff is just history, guys. And we got to realize who's doing it. It's the Kabbalist Luciferian sect, a doomsday cult that want to destroy the planet, destroy you to resurrect their serpent god. You think... Geez, Ted, this sounds crazy. I know it does. I agree with you. I think it sounds totally Looney Tunes. And if you could figure out any other web of this puzzle that I could basically, you know, do a flow chart on to try to figure out what's happened, go ahead. Let me see it. But this is what I've seen happening, and I've done so much research. It's ludicrous on all of this stuff. And it's sad to me that we can't even get people to stop wearing masks. Now, you guys are so smart. You guys are. The listeners of this show are like off the chain smart. You guys are brilliant. And I pray for you guys, and I prayed for you again this morning. Did you want to know the truth? It's Jesus Christ who delivered us from the evil one. He says that in the Lord's Prayer. It's Jesus Christ who broke the back of this mess in Rome. It's Jesus Christ who started this, quote-unquote, revolution against the Roman Empire. And it's Jesus Christ who's the only hope that any of us have to get out of this mess. That's it. But until we shake these Kabbalist Luciferian bankers off of our juggler veins in the United States and tell them to pounce off and get out and start printing debt-free currency, this ain't going to be fixed. I'm going to let you guys know that because, like, like George Carlin says, they own everything, including the media. 
And they're the ones who tell us what they want us to hear, including all of the lies and obfuscation, like Otto Kahn said in the 1920s when he said that they control both sides of the narrative to hold the earth by its axis to turn it any way they want to do it to get their desired objective, which is basically to resurrect their serpent god. That's it. You think, well, this sounds crazy. I know. I know. I know. I know. I agree with you. I, 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 I'm right there with you. But, you know, again, when you start getting these historians like Paul Craig Roberts and Unz and all these other guys saying the same thing I quoted you, what they said today, that I've been telling you, it starts to make more sense. We've been dumbed down so much they don't want us to know history. Like I said a few weeks ago, World War II has become a, become a footnote to the Holocaust. It has. Nobody talks about World War II anymore. They talk about the Holocaust all the time. Holocaust, Holocaust, Holocaust. And, and, I'm, and I know the Holocaust was awful. I'm not even trying to pretend like it wasn't. I got that. But the reality is it's been used now like a tool to manipulate and further their agenda so that nobody will ever question anything that these Kabbalist, Luciferian, Rothschild bankers, which have Israel as a fiefdom, to ever question anything that they've done or going to do. That's why they've done this. And that's why the Schofield Bible was put out. It was all about brainwashing the Christians not to take a stand against the Luciferian edicts. Guys, listen to me. Christianity is on a sinking boat. The Ted and Austin Brower show, and there are several other shows out there, are basically life rafts. And all we're doing is getting off the sinking ship. Christianity has been consumed by the name it, claim it, blab it, grab it, grab it weirdos who wear their skinny jeans with holes in them, their pushed up sleeves, you know, their funny haircuts, and all of the weird stuff that they're involved in on the platform and all the crazy stuff that they do. I mean, just I get, I'm not going to go into it. It's disgusting to me. But where's Jesus in all this? Where's the cross of Christ going before us? Where's the cross on the wall in these churches? I don't see a cross in any of these name and claim and blabber churches. None of them. I'm not saying that there might be one out there that I don't know about, but I don't see when I go to church. I don't see any of them. They don't talk about the blood. They're taking the blood out of the hymnals. The blood of Jesus is everything. Because what it does is creating an energy field to bring us and restore us back to God. But you don't hear them talk about that. All they want to talk about is you give me money, you'll be blessed. And they build these huge congregations of people that are brainwashed sheeple who do anything these pastors tell them to do while the pastors continue to buy larger and larger jets and own more and more mansions as they all are able to do this and keeping everything into a 5013C corporation with no ownership of it and no income tax due. That's who these groups are. And I've worked with a bunch of them over the years before I knew better. And these guys are basically corrupt to the core. There are a few good ones out there. I will say that. A few good pastors out there, and there are a few pretty good pastors out there that preach prosperity gospel, because I know them. But the reality is they're few and far between and less than probably 5% of the total mass aggregate. The vast majority of them are absolutely corrupt to the core. And I, and I see it, and I just shake my head in disbelief, and I can't even imagine how God feels about this. I can't. When they're out there promoting Jesus as the answer, in some cases, actually mention Jesus, they never talk about repentance or living a godly life or staying away from bad things. They don't talk about that. They don't talk about homosexuality being a sin or transgenderism being a sin. Look at Biden. He's put another unbelievable pervert. Trans, I don't know what this guy is. I'm not even going to talk about it. He's filthy in charge of nuclear waste. I mean, you, you try to find the most perverted person you could possibly find, like Richard Levine and this guy with the nuclear waste, and put them in positions of authority and power in the federal government. It nauseates me. Can't they find anybody normal in the Democratic Party? Is there not one normal person in the Democratic Party that's not a witch or a weirdo? Uh, unbelievable. Austin, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story?
because <laughs> you're right. Yeah, the same thing came up with Richard Levine and that cross-dressing pervert. The fact that any of these guys actually have these job positions goes to show you how completely and totally corrupt and compromised the entire sad that it is U.S. government's become. You know, this was this is not what our founding fathers envisioned. I mean, if you if you told George Washington in 2020 they were going to have a cross-dressing pervert that was going to be a head of you know the Department of Education and all this stuff, they would have been like, uh, "No, we're going to just have another war." How about that? <laughs> Where it would have gone? And what's interesting about it is now you see the contradictory behavior among. Both governments now in Canada and the United States. I saw another article I was just reading a second ago while you were talking, and it was going into detail on how the Canadian Trucker Freedom Convoy, which is now blocking the largest border between the U.S. and Canada, as you talked about earlier, the Ambassador Bridge, they are now saying that there's another um, uh, GoFundMe page, not the company GoFundMe, because obviously you know they're completely corrupt. There's another one that just came out that basically people are using to donate money to the um, to the groups, you know, so they continue to keep pushing for truth and to wake people up. And now they've gone in and they're now saying that the Canadian government, the Attorney General of Ontario, uh, Office of the Premier of Ontario Attorney General, brought an application to the Superior Court on Thursday for an order to pursue Section 409 of the Criminal Code prohibiting any person from disposing or otherwise dealing in any manner whatsoever any and all monetary donations made into the Freedom Convoy 2020 and adopt the trucker campaign pages on Give, Send, Go online fundraising platforms. They're literally now making it illegal to give your money away that you already pay taxes on. I kid you not. This is how desperate these groups are now to maintain the narrative and the the, the Fund me page is called Give Sin Go. It's basically like GoFundMe, but it's not run by a bunch of liberals. It's like a lot more, uh, you know, right wing conservative. Now, here's the entire irony of this right now. Does anybody have their memory caps on right now of the summer 2020 and the headlines that we continue to see all across our country for months, where? BLM terrorists and Antifa terrorists literally occupied entire cities, burned entire cities to the ground, burned police departments to the ground, burned cars, assaulted and killed people, drugged them out of their cars and beat them unconscious through Molotov cocktails and fireworks and basically homemade improvised explosive devices at federal and state law enforcement. I remember all of that very, very succinctly. It's a very dark, dark time in the United States. Do you know how many times GoFundMe or any of these donation companies at all, at any point, blocked or prevented money from going to these groups? Zero. Not one single time did GoFundMe even address what was going on with the illegal, illicit terrorist activities for Black Lives Matter and Antifa. Not one time. Not one single time. But you have a group now that's been going on for, what, a week and a half of a Truckers for Freedom convoy that are stating we're no longer going to deal with your illicit, illegal mandates, and we're not going to deal with it anymore. And now Canada is making it illegal to give your money away that you pay taxes on. That This is so far reeks of full-blown tyranny, and this should go to show everybody 
how corrupt and how aggressive these groups are and why they do not want to lose control of the narratives under any circumstances. And that's exactly right. They're going to use this now as an excuse to talk about more shortages, more parts delays, more delays on vehicles and trucks and cars. We can't get this down. We can't get that now. I had a friend over, stopped by yesterday, doing some welding for me, and he basically had to get a part from a vehicle that I have, and he's taking it back to the shop to go weld it. And I was talking to him. He works with a used car dealership that's throughout here in Polk County. And uh, there's like four different dealerships right around. They're all used. They primarily sell used trucks, and they do lifted trucks and stuff like that. And we got on the topic of what's going on. He goes, it's funny. He goes, I talked to you know Tyler the other day. And that, that's the, the guy's name that runs the dealerships, one of the owners. And he goes, they're trying to gear up now for the EV cars on how they're going to roll out and how they're actually going to keep them charged and what they're going to start doing because he said the entire push that we've seen now for the delays and the shortages and the six- and eight-month lead times to get trucks in, he said it was complete and total farce as far as for the reasoning why. He said this. I mean, the guy runs a dealership. He said it was all designed so they could pump out and get more technology and more funds and more parts into the EV vehicles that they're already rolling out right now. Remember, Chevy's already got a full EV truck. Hummer's already got a full EV truck. Ford's got a full EV truck. They're all rolling out now. And as I said the other day, look at what they're doing right now with the truckers, what they're doing right now and making sure that now they're arresting people that are bringing them gas. They're going to start, a, I guess, criminal charge against people that simply donate them money. They're going around now trying to bring in military force to go in and address the truckers. Think what they would do if these things were electrically controlled and all they needed was one flip of a switch. Remember, all the Teslas, all those vehicles, they all have back doors on them. That's why people hack them all the time. If it's controlled to the Internet, it is hackable. I don't care who you are, what you have, how many firewalls you have. If it's connected to the Internet, it's hackable. And all those EV vehicles are constantly, all the time, connected to the Internet. And I remember one of our good friends and customers, we went to a conference with him out in Orlando and had lunch with him one day. This was years ago when they were working on the infrastructure plan for 5G and the autonomous vehicles and the Internet of Things. This is back, whew, I think it was back in 2016, 2017. This, this, I mean, this is years back now. And he said they're discussing how to figure out how to make these autonomous vehicles operate, and they have to have a full-blown Internet of Things that connects and talks to one another all the time because the autonomous vehicles can't operate on the roadways with other vehicles that are driven by drivers. The only way to make autonomous vehicles actually function safely and properly all the time is all the vehicles on the road have to be autonomous, and they all have to be talking to one another and connected to the Internet of Things. This is six years ago he's talking about this, and now you're seeing what they're trying to roll out with the EV vehicles and the push to remove any and all internal combustion engine vehicles. This is why they're doing it. This is why they're pushing it. This is why they're drying up the supply line of diesel trucks and gasoline trucks and cars and so forth. They're not planning on making these anymore. They're phasing them out. They're just not telling everybody. They're already doing it right now. They're limiting the supply, and like Dad said, now now we are at a, a 7.5%. That's all labor statistics. 7.5% inflationary right now in the United States. 7.5%. That's higher than most loans as far as from the interest rate. I mean, majority of loans, unless you know you got bad credit. 
That's the level of inflationary rates that we're seeing right now. This is why it's so important to make sure you're hedged in whatever areas you are. I'm not giving you financial advice, but make your own decisions on this. But be very careful about trying to flip in and out of houses and other vehicles. I know a lot of people do it all the time, and you know you got to you got to watch it. I'm not saying you can't do it, but you got to be very careful with what you're getting involved in because sometimes you get something or you get stuck in something just because you're going to sell it and make money on it doesn't really mean you're making any money on it if you try to replace it and you can't replace it for the same price that you just sold your last one from. This is what happens when you start having inflation at this rate. And so it's very, very important everybody continue to stay prepped and stay ready for what's about to start occurring over the next couple of years. Now, also, to in other news, this is interesting because this is so important for the kids. Again, we're seeing now a bill that was just introduced, actually three bills in California that were introduced, and give everybody a heads up on California on this, that have now essentially had the initial rule, which is Joint Rule 5-5, which makes it a law that all bills have to be printed and published for 30 days before they're voted on to give Californians adequate time to read the bill and protest and address grievances. They've now suspended that rule and fast-tracking three specific bills right through the legislation without even letting people know what they're about to be basically having put into law. The three fast-track bills include the first one, forced COVID vaccinations for all children to attend any school system in California. Oh, yeah. The second one is allowing minor children to make their own vaccine decisions away from their parent without parental consent, meaning they go all the way down there to say that a five-year-old can now consent to injections as long as they basically get consent from the child, even though a five-year-old has no business making medical decisions about themselves under any circumstances at all. Oh, yeah. And the third one is it will require health care staff to complete cultural humility training to provide trans-inclusive health care. Not joking. This is how far nuts the legislation is and the government is out in California. This right here shows you a very clear-cut example of what their agenda is. They want to own your children. They want to inject and poison your children, and then they want to teach and train your children to being perverts. I can't be any more direct than that. As sad as it is to have to say that, that is the primary goal over that state right now with what they're doing. There is no reason, A, these bills should even be in existence, and B, there is no legitimate reason that they're suspending the 30-day review for the public to see before they vote on them next week and basically ramrodding the bills through legislation and not letting anybody know what's actually going on. That is the only reason sick perverts do this right now. The entire transgender, trans-inclusive, whatever you want to call it with the whole alphabet list behind it, the only reason it is being pushed and forced on the younger children so aggressive right now is they're getting ready to start rolling out and normalizing pedophilia. That is as clear as you can make it right now, and that is why it is so important you keep your children protected and you know what they're being taught in school. Five-year-olds don't need to learn about transgender studies. There's not a legitimate reason at all to teach a five-year-old about that. They need to be working on their handwriting and writing and learning and reading and learning cursive. How about we teach cursive again? How about we teach children how to read a regular clock? I mean, that would be cool. Can, can we bring that back? Because just about everybody I know under the age of 20 can't read a clock, have no idea how to read it. They got a stupid Apple Watch strapped, strapped to their wrist all day long. Have no idea at all how to actually use a clock. No idea. Can't tell time. 
20 years old. Give it some time. No idea. What time is right now? Uh, let me check my phone. Look at the clock. It's right there. Uh, let me check my phone. <laughs> no. What are you doing? This is what they're doing. And the perversion is having no end. I never thought in my wildest dreams in the last couple of years that they would be getting this aggressive. And the stuff that I've seen now in the schools and the books and the curriculums that I've seen now are just a tip of the iceberg, in my opinion, of what they're trying to push. It is out of control, and parents have to start getting proactive in what their kids are being taught, especially in these states like this. And my opinion, though, I mean, everybody's got their own opinion in California. I would just probably move to a neighboring state like Montana. I love Montana. That's that's the state right there. But the sad part about it is a lot of people from California aren't moving to Montana, which is good for Montanans. They're moving to Florida. And coming down here and trying to ruin our state now. I can't even tell you how many times I've talked to people now that are from out of state that are moved here, that live here. And I keep having the same conversation with everybody that moves here. I said, if you're coming here and you're going to basically be enjoying Florida, uh, please make sure that you don't bring your bull crap with you. You leave it back in your perverted state you came from. But quite frankly, I try to encourage people. I said, dude, you don't want to live in Florida. You don't want to live in Florida. The water moccasins and the gators and the spiders and the inclement weather and the heat and the hurricanes, just stay out of Florida. It's just, it's just, it's just go to a different state. We're, we're busy down here. We're actually full. There's no vacancy anymore on the border. We're just I'm just going to put a no vacancy sign up, I think, on the Florida-Georgia line. <laughs> Had enough of it. And it's not happening, though. I'm as sarcastic as I can be. And then you get people that move down here, and then they want to complain about how hot Florida is and how the snakes are trying to eat them all the time and the gators are trying to grab their dogs and kids. And I'm like – I didn't ask you to move to Florida. Go somewhere else that likes you. Nobody wants you here. Please leave. We don't want your crap. And again, this is what happened in Colorado. Colorado was a beautiful, so it's still a beautiful state, but now it's a complete and total liberal nightmare in most areas of it. It used to be an incredibly awesome state. Part of a Denver, amazing. Back you know, in the 80s and 90s, and then everybody got sick of California because they ruined it. And, oh, let's move to Colorado and make Colorado like California. This is a systemic problem. The hardcore leftist communists are like cancerous cockroaches. The Marxist agenda never stops, and they're never satisfied. They want more and more and more domination and control, and now they've showed their ugly hand about what they're trying to do with the children. That's why you've now heard comments about individuals who basically have identity disorders and trans disorders and age disorders. That's the next thing now. Because I told you guys about that that case that came up where a grown man, like a 41-year-old grown man, pleaded in court that he basically had an age disorder and he identified as a 10-year-old boy. That's why he didn't think it was wrong to basically rape this 9-year-old girl. Oh, yeah, that was like a year and a half, two, three years ago. And the judge, thank goodness, saw through it, basically sentenced him and he went to jail and I don't know what happened to him. Good riddance, that perversion. But my friends, it's so important right now we continue to keep up the fight and protect our kids and keep raising the little Americans at any and all cost, Dad. What do you think? Uh, the problem is – and we've – we're like the only people that ever discuss it is from the state of brainwave standpoint with these young children. When you program when they're, when they're three, four, five, six, seven, eight years old, they don't have a way to say no to the transgender agenda. They just think it's normal. And they think it's cool. I can be a boy. I can be a girl. I can be a queer. I can be a transgender. I can be whatever I want to be because it doesn't really make any difference anymore because mommy and daddy are telling me it's all okay. So are my teachers. Okay. This morning I was talking to Sharon before our prayer time. In fact, I, it was, I think I was praying about this this morning. We have, we talk before we pray. 
and we discuss the the issues we want to talk about and pray about, talk to God about. And I thank the Lord this morning that, you know, I was raised in a Lutheran church and that I went to church every Sunday, Sunday school, every, every, literally I got full, I got full attendance in Sunday school and church for years on end. I really did. And that was because when my parents got divorced, my mom was not a churchgoer. My dad was. He was Quaker and a Lutheran. And he basically told uh, my mom and had in a divorce, divorce decree that my mom had to take us to church every Sunday by court order, by the divorce papers, you know, until we were confirmed as Christians. It's a confirmation process you go through in the Lutheran church. And it, what's interesting about this is, you know, my mom did exactly what she was supposed to in the court order. And as soon as the basically uh, confirmation took place, she stopped taking us. You know, I was like 14, 15 years old. I couldn't drive. And, you know, and then at that point in time, you know, I basically really, really, really fell away and became very secular. But I wasn't like that until I stopped going to church. But that teaching that I've been given as a child for all of those years, you know, with the Apostles' Creed and with the Lord's Prayer and who Jesus was, when I was 23 years old, I came back to it and I realized how important it was to maintain a relationship with the Most High God. And see, this is the most important thing that we can do for our children is keep them in church on Sunday morning and Sunday night and Sunday school. Because if you don't train them to do that when they're young, then they're not going to train their children to do that when they're young. And with this indoctrination occurring because of this transgender, you know, satanic, Kabbalist, Luciferian, you know, sex death cult that's running the planet, Austin's right. They want to completely and totally destroy the fabric of our society by creating a bunch of hermaphroditic transgender children. And if we don't stand against it in the gap as individuals, it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. Look how bad it is already with that stinking queer Obama and his transgender wife, according to Joan Rivers, you know, pushing that men can wear used to bathroom with little girls. It's just unbelievable what we've seen in the last 10, 15, 20 years in the United States and the de- degradation of our values. Guys, I love you. Listen also tonight on Hagman. I thank you for giving me the opportunity to pray for you. I do. And I thank you for the support you've given Health Masters. I love you guys. If you guys weren't but getting your supplements and your deodorants and all the things that you get in your toothpaste from us, we couldn't be here. We wouldn't be here. So it's it's you guys that have made this show possible, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart for it. I love you guys. Awesome. Finish it up. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Absolutely. And this is why we continue to fight for the truth and just get the truth out there and continue to just wake people up. That's all we can do right now the best we can and stand firm on your convictions and hold them tight. And, again, that's exactly what Dad's just saying with the kids. If you make a child so confused – and you make them so polluted at such a young age, they don't know anything about their convictions because they have none. They don't even know who they are. And that's what this agenda is all about, this war on these kids. Because, see, they know, these groups, they know that there's no there's, there's no real – there's no real leadway with us, with our generation, our group, our age. We're not complying with anything now. That's very clear. But like he said, you tell four or five or six-year-old, they can do this and they can do that. They, they believe you. They'll, they'll think they're Superman. They put a cape on. They'll run around the yard with a cape on, thinking they're flying everywhere in the imaginary world. That's what they'll do. So, again, it's so important. You continue to protect your children and keep raising little Americans. If you guys need anything, be sure to check out the website, healthmasters.com. We're here to help you out the best we possibly can. Or give us a call, 1-800-726-1834. 
told you guys this week, the HGH Stimulate Powder on super sale for 20% off right now. One of the best products we have as far as for overall blood flow, oxygen to the brain, muscle endurance in the gym. Great, great product. And on top of that, the Purple Sticks. Back in business again, back on the shelves, three-pack, case lots, all of them right now. Everybody's been buying them off the shelves, so I'm trying to keep them in stock right now. So be sure to check those out as well at healthmasters.com. And please, my friends, make sure you're having some preps in your closet or your pantry when it comes to some backup food and water. I mean that sincerely. We have the food buckets on our website. We have the meat buckets. If you don't want to buy those, at least get some canned food or some beans and rice from the store. I'm giving everybody a heads up on that. The supply lines issues that we've seen from the COVID narrative and now with the trucking that's going on right now, which by this just it's just part of that. There's no way around it. That just had to happen. But all of those things going on right now, you're gonna start seeing more and more and more and more supply lane problems and they're gonna be done intentionally though. What you're gonna start seeing is prices are gonna keep going up. It's going to be harder and harder to get stuff, and of course, they're going to blame it all on COVID or the truckers or us. They'll never admit while they're really doing it, and what they're really doing is they're supplying up the, they're drying up the supply line of everything. They're they're going to try to starve everybody out. That's always what happens in a full blown tyrannical government overthrow. As far as when they overthrow the populace, they did it in Russia, they've done it in Europe, they've done it. I mean, every every history goes back and looks at it. They starve the populace out. So thank you again for staying safe, staying strong, being ready. Enjoy the Hagman broadcast tonight. Y'all have an awesome weekend. Enjoy yourselves. Stay safe. And I'll talk to you again on this show Monday as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network. <laughs>